0: And let me be a little more frank. And we're going to talk about the utilities, the, the, the grid, the reliability here momentarily. But but I, I, I want to be a little more clear. Because the UAW has seen a reduction in membership over the years. And I believe, and look, this is not anti-union. This isn't anti-UAW. This isn't any of that. Okay, this is just. In my mind, what's happening and where we are headed, the auto companies are going to need less people to make electric vehicles. So as we continue down this road to 20 to 35, when General Motors wants an all EV fleet, when all of these companies are introducing more and more electric vehicles into their portfolio, you're going to need less workers. You're going to get more automation and which means you'll have less UAW members. So I don't besmirch or hold anything against Sean Fain for wanting to get theirs, especially when you see big time profits from these companies over the last couple of years. But from a long-term sustainability perspective, don't you think the car companies are going to start thinking, how do we how do we avoid this going forward? And and that is not a good place to be in either, because you're talking about hundreds of thousands of people that are tied to this union that are loyal to this union and that are loyal to to building and manufacturing vehicles in the motor city. So that's not a good thing. But I think from a business perspective that's an option. It's also an option and I'm again not saying this would happen. But if these demands are too high, if these if these if the concessions are too lofty what are the automakers going to do? Ford's not going to go away. They're not going to fold. You just start building plants down in Mexico City. Just start building plants in different parts of the world. And and again, it 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 renders our workers useless, and that's not something we want either. But in twenty twenty three, this is this is the reality, and I don't like it. But I think that's the that's what we're facing. Eight hundred eight five nine zero nine five seven. Brandon's in Northville. What's up, Brandon?
1: Good to uh talk to you. I've been a long-time listener and just love your show, man. I appreciate you. Thank you. Um you're very welcome. So, I'm uh, we're we're locally owned real estate company here, okay. but a, an international franchise and um being where we are, we deal with a lot of tier 1 and tier 2 which are pretty big suppliers now and people within the industry. Um we just had a kind of an off the record, but I'm sure it was recorded by some people because everything's on, you know, Zoom nowadays. But we had an interesting uh, kind of speaker uh, last-minute informally come on, and they reminded us what had been done in the past where they target certain plants
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, because they know it's going to cause pain to their biggest suppliers. Correct. Who then Economically cannot supply the plants that are still open. Therefore, they have to lay off workers at those plants, and they don't have to tap the strike fund and only mm-hmm. pay them $5 a week. I it, they, they pulled up, I I think it was GM that had, had done it back in the uh maybe eighties or nineties. Um it admittedly it was a, a busy and you know, very last minute, but I, I thought it was really interesting. So they said, Yeah, they targeted they wanted to do one out of each three, but the one that they did, and you mentioned earlier that it is going to cripple that uh town out of state because that's
0: that's their bread and butter. Yep. Uh,
1: you know, they're talking seven to ten jobs for every auto job, even here, you know, that, you know, when they're not it's working, huge. Back the economy, it's just massive. So basically what they're doing is they're, you know, trying to hollow it out from within, and they're not going to have to hit their strike fund because they're going to hurt the tier one suppliers. And by the way, I mean, yeah. the White House came out and said we're talking about grants for tier one suppliers
0: right now. Uh, I mean, look, this is this is the this is the the. The I think the worry for a lot of folks and and me included and Brandon, you bring up a lot of great points that this they are building this for the long haul. When when you're targeting individual plants like this, when you're not going to dip into the strike fund, when some of these workers are just going to be able to collect unemployment, um, they are they're they're gearing up like this is not going to be uh, a week. At least I don't think God, I hope I'm wrong, but but it uh, it seems like they're gearing up for the long haul. That they want to take this the distance until they get what they think is a fair shake. And right now, the, the big three have not provided that, according to Sean Fan and the UAW. Brandon, I appreciate you. Um, Vince Northville, everybody hold tight for me. I know you're on the line. We'll get to you momentarily. I do want to throw this into the mix, though, because there is a contingency of Republican lawmakers in the state of Michigan that are looking at what the Democrats are rolling out in terms of uh, energy uh, and and the way that we're going to see some of the utilities pivot as being just unaffordable and unattainable. Uh, Representative Joe Aragana of Macomb Township uh, also sits on the House Energy Committee, joins us. Representative, good to have you with us. Y- y- you know, we've heard about the windmills. We've heard about uh, solar power, all of these things. Why is this not the way to go? Because there are a lot of folks that sit on your side of the aisle that just aren't pleased with this.
2: Yeah, first of all, thanks for having me, Chris. Um, and, and I want to mention, uh, you just talked about the strike going on with the UAW. Yep. And you talked about some of the uh, uh, changes in the big three. And one of those big changes is that uh, each company is trying to move more and more uh, and eventually become a 100% uh, EV manufacturers yep. rather than ICE vehicle manufacturers, right? What is that going to do to our grid? We're going to have to draw a lot more energy off the grid if everyone eventually will have these EV vehicles, right? Which means we're going to have to have a lot more stable generation. We're going to have to generate power in a very stable manner that won't fluctuate, that we won't have to worry about the weather, um, that we'll be able to push a button and and have this power on the grid. Uh, Unfortunately, this Democrat plan – um, it's basically an extreme environmentalist wish list um because uh, the 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 carbon free the 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 um uh, uh the renewable it's 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 going 100% towards um these uh basically in essence uh, far more solar far more wind um which is is a noble idea to try and, 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 keep the environment clean. And guess what? My side of the eye, wants to do the same thing. There's a, a bipartisan package um, that has to do with community solar. Uh, uh, my colleague, John Roth, uh, he partnered with the Democrats and, and that's sitting right there. However, we haven't even had a discussion on it yet. Well, here's um, the other so part
0: too. Here, the, the other part here, and I think from a, from a vote, from just a, a normal person's perspective in this state, it's okay. Well, that may not be the way to go. But it also isn't fair that we pay the 10th highest rate for for electricity or energy in this state or in the United States. And we have one of the most unreliable grids in the country. So I think that you've got people here that are just going, what what is it going to take that when the wind blows, I don't lose power?
2: Absolutely, absolutely. And that's that's the right question to ask. However, this package is not the answer. It's going to make things far less reliable and rates are going to go up close to 96%. I mean, this, we're going to be paying does, more for a far less reliable uh, energy grid. Does this um, move us closer
0: we, to maybe what we see out in California than, than maybe places like, you know, anywhere in the, in the heartland or down south?
2: Yes, because we're going to have to, um, uh, yes, the short answer is yes. However, California is even starting to um, take a hard look at, at things like natural gas, which is very plentiful here in Michigan uh our the, the the democrat plan starts to shut down and and remove a lot of the natural gas and 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 that's a shame um it also doesn't allow and puts a cap on nuclear energy well what about small small uh, reactors that are about to come online and they're about to to make an a, an emergence throughout the power grid throughout the united states nuclear is a great bipartisan answer natural gas is plentiful in michigan these are two big answers that republicans want to take a look at however this plan is far more extreme and doesn't allow for those
0: representative necessary. i have about 15 seconds left what what is sure. the caucus going to do to prevent this or, or what's the answer here
2: well unfortunately the democrats are again just uh, kind of kowtowing to the extreme environmentalists okay we're ready to come to the table we're ready to uh present options my uh a colleague of mine representative graham filler is is Uh, About to present a package, a bipartisan package. I know you guys are on
0: top of it. Unfortunately, I gotta run. Gotta take a break. More next.